1: And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. And again, I, we've been hearing from so many of you listeners who are our podcast listeners have been listening to us now for like five years, by the way, over 300 episodes, if you aren't aware of it. Maybe you are aware of it because you've been listening to all of our podcasts and I keep telling you all that. But um, we've been hearing from so many of you that are really enjoying the glossary series that we're in the midst of, um, defining some of the key terms for artificial intelligence, machine learning, uh, big data. Um, you know, really at that sort of more intuitive understanding level. I mean, there's certainly a level that we can go that's much deeper. That's a scientific and technical, mathematical and statistical. But, you know, ironically, when you go too deep, it actually makes you not understand the concept. You get sort of lost in the weeds, you know. Uh, you lose the forest for the trees, and you're like, what? Are, what is it that we're? you don't get an intuitive understanding? So we're explaining these concepts at uh, at a, at, a, at a sort of this higher level, so that people who may not be doing this every day, who may not have data science as their title or machine learning engineer, who may not be in academics or research, who you know, those folks you need that fundamental understanding at that deeper level. But for everyone else, you need an understanding to know what these terms are, how to differentiate them, how to make use of them, also to really get an intuitive understanding. So when someone mentions perceptron or deep learning or any of these other concepts we talked about, natural language processing, computer vision, there's no confusion or very little confusion. And if there is confusion, well, we tell you where that confusion is because sometimes there really is confusion. Um, And, you know, using the same word to mean multiple things, using multiple things to mean the same thing using weird words to describe obvious things or just uh, an actual disagreement uh, which does happen uh, on what a definition of a term so anyway uh, we're continuing along in that series today we're gonna we're in the midst of uh going over artificial neural nets and neural nets in this particular part of the glossary if you if this is the first time you've turned in tune in you should definitely listen to this other podcast as well as many of the other podcasts that we have in AI today that have made this by the way one of the top two or three podcasts in the AI category
0: Exactly. And so we have come up with a comprehensive AI glossary that we'll link in the show notes. You can also find it at Cognolitica.com. And based on that glossary, we are spending our AI glossary series going over these terms. So either we'll present one term on a podcast or a couple terms that are related together and grouped nicely. So it gives you a better understanding because we want to be presenting You know, AI, machine learning, and big data terms at a high level so that you understand if you hear them come up in conversation, you understand what these are. So, in today's podcast, we're going to be going over hidden layer and deep learning. So in a previous podcast, we had talked about what an input layer is and what an output layer is. In today's podcast, we're going to go over and define what a hidden layer is. Maybe you've heard of that. And at a high level, a hidden layer is one of the layers in a neural network that sits between the input layer, which has the desired input data, and the output layer that has the desired result that relates to the inputs and the outputs. So hidden layers provide the ability to combine inputs in unique ways and provide additional complexity in the system, as well as uncover features of the data that might not have been specified in the original data. So some hidden layers can be fully connected or dense in which all neurons are connected to other neurons and otherwise not fully connected in more complex ways.
1: Yeah. So this is kind of where the sophistication can come in, right? We can combine these neurons together as kathleen mentioned fully connect them all together or make them dense or not fully connect them and loop them do all these interesting things but before we get into that let's actually first talk about deep learning because deep learning is kind of where this all this complexity comes about right so deep learning the term deep learning is actually a very easy term. It's the use of many hidden layers to handle greater complexity in a neural network uh, for to provide machine learning capabilities. And specifically, it's defined as two or more hidden layers, right? I don't know if there's really a deep learning or a neural net with one hidden layer. That's just kind of a weird thing to do because if you could do one, you can do more than one. And if you can get more value from multiple hidden layers, you'll use multiple hidden layers. There's really very little value to a single hidden layer. So usually deep learning, deep. It's kind of interesting. Is deep, is like a a three, is is the three foot part of the swimming pool considered the deep end? I, I don't think so, but okay. Again, this is one of those definitions. I don't know why it trips people up, but it's basically like a multi layer perceptron Which is actually a technical definition for what deep learning is. And actually, a lot of the scientists and researchers do not call these things just generically deep learning. They call them very specific names, you know, and and each kind of deep learning has a very specific name. And we will get into that. So, um, the deep learning comes about because we have this idea of taking inputs from all of these particular data, and then using this artificial neuron, this idea of the perceptron, which was the first artificial neuron, if we can combine these, you know, inputs and have the machine figure out sort of what the, the weights, which are the the, the indi- individual inputs from, uh, that come in and to feed into a neuron, and how we should adjust those weights and multiply them together, and add them together, and put this activation function, which will turn on the light that says, is this, you know, in this particular case, of the perceptron, they were using it for image recognition. Is this image of a man or a woman? And the output was literally a light bulb, you know, man or woman, or it was like a little thing that said it was a, two different light bulbs, man versus woman, and actually had a question mark. It wasn't sure, you know, if it wasn't high enough probability. And it was really promising. But by the mid-1960s, we saw that this idea of the single layer perceptron with just the inputs and the output combined together, the neuron providing the output. Uh, was really too basic. And there was a book called Perceptrons, and we talk about this in our podcast on pre- Perceptrons. It talks about the kinds of problems that this kind of Perceptron could solve and nothing very sophisticated. And people just put up their hands like, hey, we this is, this is going to require a lot more compute power and data than we have, so it's not possible. Let's forget about it. But things change. So we went through this period of decline called the AI Winters. We have glossary entry and podcasts on that where people were, okay, let's not do that anymore. Uh, But by the late 1980s and early 90s, everything changed. We had new approaches. One, we had computers, better computers, a lot more data. And we had a new approach to deep learning that allowed us to deal with multiple layers in a more efficient way, Rather than having to constantly calculate all of these weights and biases and and like randomly figure them out because we had to figure out a way to adjust all these weights and biases. And the first time you do the the neural net, you're like, all those weights are just basically random and it's going to give you some output that doesn't relate to anything. So the whole idea of a neural network is we train it over time and the machine adjusts and learns those parameters, the weights and the bias parameters, which we go into in another glossary entry as well. So you can listen about that. And this approach for deep learning made the use of some new technologies, which we'll talk about, called backpropagation, which was an advanced way of adjusting those weights, a, a ways of pre-training the model so that we don't start with a completely random situation because we want it, what we're trying to do is get this network to learn something, this idea of convergence. We want this machine learning network to get to a point and not take forever to get to that point. So it's like impossible. It's like, well, if it's going to take forever, then what's the point, right? So we're trying to get to that convergence quickly, right? And we have these approaches of doing it. And of course, large availability of the training data. And by the time things came out in this latest wave, even more sophisticated hardware that allowed us to achieve convergence faster by having just better compute power. So when you hear the term deep learning, what you should think is deep learning is a specific kind of artificial neural net. It's basically an artificial neural net with two or more hidden layers, which is itself a specific approach to machine learning. And there are other approaches to machine learning. We've gone over them on our podcast, Decision Trees, Support Vector Machines, Bayesian Classifiers, K-Nearest Network, all sorts of uh, stuff, K-Nearest Neighbors, that is. And they're all useful. The machine can learn from those approaches, too. It doesn't need a neural network to learn. It can do these other things. However, the reason why we're talking about deep learning and the reason why you're talking about deep learning is because it's powerful and it's proven to be an approach that we can use for many different kinds of problems. Whereas these other approaches like decision trees, very difficult to use it for natural language processing. Or image recognition. Whereas we're like, we can use deep learning for that. Hey, we can use deep learning for that. Hey, we can use deep learning for that. So that is why deep learning is so popular.
0: Exactly. And you may have heard of the term, maybe you didn't know exactly what it was. So hopefully on today's podcast, you now have a better understanding of deep learning and hidden layer. But of course, understanding these terms at a high level and understanding how to put them into practice are two different things. If you've been listening to our podcast for a while, you know that we are big advocates of doing AI right. We want to make sure that you're successful in your projects, and that includes following best practices and methodologies. At Cognolytica, an AI Today podcast, we are big advocates of the CPM AI methodology, the Cognitive Project Management for AI methodology. And for our listeners, we've put together a free intro to CPMAI course so that you can learn more about CPMAI, and it's free. So we definitely encourage you to sign up. You can go to ai.today.live/CPMAI to register and take the free course. If you're interested in the certification, then we encourage you to go to cognolytica.com/slash cpmai I know that many of our podcast listeners are CPMAI certified, and so we would love for you to grow uh, to join that. You know, quickly growing list of thousands now of CPMAI certified individuals around the globe. Again, I will link to both of them in the show notes. You can go to AI today.live slash CPMAI or cognolytica.com slash CPMAI to sign up for the training and certification that's included with that. Uh, so, with that, we hope that you've enjoyed listening to today's podcast. Subscribe to AI today to get notified of all of our upcoming podcasts in the glossary, as well as additional interviews and topics that we have. Uh, coming up. We have some really good podcasts coming up. So with that, thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you at the next episode. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolytica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also, subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes.
1: Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link.